Do you like science? Science rules. That's right. I am talking about science. All right, that's enough American science pop culture references. If you're wondering what I'm getting at here, we're going to be discussing the big news about the big guy. I mean the UCL tear of Shohei Otani. So if you Google UCL, don't be confused. It does not stand for University College of London. No, no, no. The UCL is the ulnar collateral ligament, which is located in the elbow. Now, as you know, the elbow takes a lot of strain when somebody's pitching, right? When you're throwing 100-plus miles an hour, you're putting a lot of stress on that elbow. When you're throwing 100-plus pitches a game, you're putting a lot of trauma on that ligament. And over time, it can tear. And we see it somewhat regularly in Major League Baseball primarily amongst pitchers, and classically, the treatment for it, when severe enough, is Tommy John surgery. Now, we don't really know the severity of the injury. We think it's not too severe because Shohei is still hitting, and they intend for him to finish the season just as a hitter, but Shohei Otani will not be pitching For the remainder of this season, and at a later date, it will be decided what is the best form of rehab and treatment for Shohei. Does he need to get surgery? Does he need to just rehab it? And what other options are available? So how did we get here? Let's start with that. As you may or may not know, there was a hurricane, Hurricane Hillary, which came up from south of the greater Los Angeles area and then sort of dissipated um, in the greater Southern California area. And because of the rains brought on by this weather phenomenon, more science, they had to move around the games. And so the series against the Reds ended up having no game Monday, a game Tuesday, and then a doubleheader on Wednesday, and Shohei was going to start that first game of the doubleheader on Wednesday against the Cincinnati Reds, and Shohei pitches fine the first inning, doesn't allow any runs. In fact, he actually retired the side, three straight batters, goes to the bottom of the inning. Shohei hits a two-run homer. There's a rocket, right field, So there you hear the call, Shohei with the 44th home run of the 2023 campaign and a significant one because it put Shohei back in the major league lead for homers after we saw a hot Matt Olson of the Atlanta Braves hit plenty of home runs, catch up, and even pass Shohei the week before. And so the inning ends, Shohei goes back onto the mound in the second inning Things seem normal at first. You know, he walks one batter, gets an out from the second batter, but Shohei leaves the game. Now, we've seen Shohei leave the game recently. In fact, 
We've seen him have a skipped start so he could rest extra. We've seen him have to leave after just four innings, a few starts before that. So we know that Shohei is fatigued. And originally, we think this is just another case of fatigue. But we see Shohei not only leave the mound, um, and because he was feeling you know, a little tired, he was feeling like he didn't have his best stuff, we see him leave the mound. But we also see him leave the batting lineup to get some tests run. And by the end of that first game, we see Nolan Shanuel go in for Shohei to take his at-bats. And pretty soon after, we hear that Shohei is going to be shut down for the rest of the season as a pitcher due to a tear of his UCL. Again, we don't know the severity at this time, but we do know that he's not going to be pitching and he could potentially need Tommy John surgery. And this is where the commentary really needs to look back at Shohei's past. Not everybody was on the Shohei train back in 2018. I mean, we kind of knew he was exciting and we knew he was going to be a big star. But I feel like he's really exploded over the years since. So not everybody's going to remember that Shohei had a UCL tear toward the end of the 2018 season, which required him to get the dreaded Tommy John surgery. And Shohei had some interesting comments about surgery and about how it meant not only no pitching for the remainder of that 2018 season, but no pitching for the entirety of the 2019 season as well. Shohei said, It's been a small sample size, this season. I can't really say that I've proved to the world that I can continue being a two-way player. I need to keep on improving each year and hopefully I will be able to prove that I can continue as a two-way player, but next year I'm going to be rehabbing as a pitcher, so that's what I'm going to be focused on. I'll try to get stronger and come back. And it's pretty amazing that a guy can have a tear in his UCL and still hit homers like he did on Wednesday, um, or even just go about life as a normal batter, minus the two-way aspect of him pitching, and go through the 2019 season right after having done Tommy John surgery in the offseason following the 2018 season. So guys, I got to tell you, I'm exhausted just wrapping my head around that. The idea of throwing out your elbow, having a fairly invasive surgery, and then just going back to hitting every day. And I know it's not the same. Uh, It's not the same swing. The muscles are used differently swinging versus pitching. I understand that. But the mental toll of having to be disciplined about your rehab for many months of the year, uh, the average is 12 to 14 months of recovery from that UCL tear if you get Tommy John surgery. But some people have returned the big leagues to pitch in just 10 months. Keep that in mind. But those people are just focused on pitching. That is what they do. They are not focused on hitting grand slams and trying to keep their team's playoff hopes alive. No, those people have one job and it's to pitch. So if they're not able to pitch, their one job is rehabbing. And Shohei... Well, that's just tricky, isn't it? He's got to stay sharp at the plate, but he's also got to rehab. So you got to give him a lot of credit for coming back from that surgery once. And you got to give him a lot of credit for trying to finish out this historical season that he is having um, at the plate 
after getting this terrible news on Wednesday. So let's take a look back at how he did in that 2019 season when he was just focused on hitting. Because sadly, it is a possibility that we don't see Shohei on the mound in 2024. It would break our hearts, but it is a possibility. So let's take a look at how he batted in 2019 compared to the other seasons where he was pitching. So his stats in 2019 versus 2018 are actually very similar. They played a similar amount of games. Shohei had pretty much the same amount of RBIs, same amount of runs, and pretty much the same amount of homers considering he did play a few less games in 2019. The only real difference was that he walked less. Otherwise, it was virtually the same season in 2019 versus in 2018 when he arrived. So we didn't actually see much of an effect on his hitting when he stopped pitching. But I will say this. In 2020, when he tried to get back into it, maybe getting back into pitching distracted from his hitting. It was also the pandemic year, so MLB started late. Um, It was a shortened season. So all these things kind of combined maybe are the reason for his poor hitting that season. But in a 46-game season, Shohei batted 190 and hit only seven home runs. So, you know, I don't think it's anything to worry about because, like I said, you got the return from Tommy John surgery and you've got the pandemic happening. Not easy to handle those items at the same time. But 2021, Shohei came back very strong. He hits 46 home runs. He has a stellar year at the mound as well with a three ERA, not in two record. Uh, He gets even better in 2022 on the mound. However, we do see him struggle somewhat from the plate. Not that there's anything bad about 34 homers and 95 RBIs. Don't get me wrong. It's just not the same level of output as he set the bar in 2021 and obviously 2023. So you got two out of three seasons here where he's hitting 40-plus homers. No disrespect to 2022. Probably his best season yet as far as pitching. And then when you look at pitching and hitting, Very impressive season. 2023, it just felt like we were off to a roll. He's pitching kind of okay, struggling a lot, but he's hitting out of his mind. What I'm wondering, guys, is we saw him struggle a lot with the finger injuries, right? He had the blister. He had the broken nail on his finger, and these were messing with his command. You have to wonder if, as a pitcher... You're lacking in command due to these injuries. You can't get the stuff, whether it's the spin, most likely the spin that he's struggling to get. Does that cause you to try a little harder, to push yourself a little harder, to throw a little faster? Does that put the extra stress on his UCL that ultimately leads to this tear? Or is it simply the narrative that we've been fed all season long about Shohei is fatigued. Shohei is tired. So we will probably never know the exact cause of the tear for his UCL. However, we can sort of guess at how well he's going to return. I think he's going to continue to hit well. Probably no better, maybe slightly worse. I mean, when you look at 2019, 
pretty much hit exactly the same as in 2018. So the Tommy John surgery didn't even slow him down at the plate. It's optimistic to think he can have another 46 homer season like he's sort of doing right now. However, he might do that. He's Shohei Otani. I think the more concerning thing is what does this mean for a player who is heading into free agency and now has this question mark looming over him about how much value is he really worth? Because don't get me wrong, he's like top two, top three hitters in the league without a doubt. However, he's been sold as this two-way player. Most of his value is tied to the fact that not only is he a beast at the plate, he's a beast at the mound. His value is going to be taking a big ding here because is it really that feasible? Is it really that realistic that Shohei can maintain the two-way player mentality? I mean, you heard him in 2018 say that he feels like he hasn't proved that it's doable. Now, he had two great seasons at the mound after the Tommy John surgery. But to have another tear just two years later, well, I guess three years later, two and a half, three years later, it doesn't bode well for his value, I think, going into this offseason, just because there is a question mark about how much value are we truly getting from him? Are we going to have a Shohei who you know, maybe doesn't pitch at all his first season in this new contract and then tries it again, but tears his UCL a third time we just don't know and in this season where Shohei is probably going to hit his career high in home runs and we are all thinking 500 million 600 million dollars worth of contracts are coming to him in the offseason all of a sudden all that is in jeopardy because even though he's the biggest player in baseball right now we just don't know if he can maintain this now don't get me wrong People are still going to want Shohei. People are still going to sign Shohei because he's hitting 44 homers and he's still got some 40 games left to play. He's also the biggest name in baseball. He draws the biggest crowds. The jerseys he sells among the best. The amount of people tuning in their televisions to see him. You know, he's got his sponsorships with New Balance. Everybody wants him. So Shohei's going to go somewhere. Shohei's going to have some good money coming to him, right? Because anybody who hits 40-plus home runs is going to get a great contract. There's no doubt about that. But it might not be the historic giant contract that you maybe expected prior to hearing this news about the tear because now everything's just sort of being questioned. He's going to be a legend no matter what, but is he going to be a lifetime two-way player? We just don't know anymore. And it's heartbreaking because we love Shohei. He's a fantastic human being. He's very warm and funny and I don't know. It's just really a shame that he can't maintain this. And I know it's not fair of any of us to expect another human to pour out so much effort for our entertainment. But we we love him and we want to see him do his best and we want to see him be the best and we want to see Shohei go down in history as a complete beast, as a complete Hall of Fame, first ballot, incredible player. I think he still will, but it's just going to be a little less historic if he can't pitch and hit. 
All right, so let, let's put that topic to bed. Um, we don't need to speculate any further about how Shohei's going to do, whether or not he's going to need surgery. Let's talk about how it affects the team. Because when you look at the Angels, they're a team that has enough offense. There's really no question about that. Surely they've had a couple hard weeks here, but they've been toward the top of the league in offense in several categories at many times during the season. It's usually been the pitching that let them down. They've had starters who just have a terrible outing, and then they can't come back from the damage that's done early or they carry a lead into the later innings but ultimately give it up due to a bullpen that's struggling and the impact of losing Shohei is really that you're losing your one consistent pitcher in the lineup Um, because you look at these other names you've got Reed Detmers who's shined a couple times but typically just fell short in most of his starts rough record rough era uh you've got patrick sandoval who you know can be good but just hasn't been as good as he should be lucas giolito comes over in a trade you're hoping he's going to be that bolstering to the starting rotation that you need but he hasn't been great um and then you've got tyler anderson who actually has been getting wins despite having a poor era And then you have Chase Silseth and Griffin Canning. Now, Chase Silseth has been good as of late. His last start was just okay. Didn't make it too far. Got pulled out of the game early. But he's been pretty good. But the truth is, most pitchers on this team have an ERA above four. Some even above five. You take Shohei out of there. He was pretty much the only starter with an ERA in the threes. So it's a big blow to the starting rotation. And... Now, you had a six-man rotation with Shohei. That way he could get an extra day of rest. You can go down to a five-man rotation and then maybe move Griffin Canning or somebody to the bullpen. But ultimately, I don't think you can expect to get as many solid innings from these starters as Shohei does when he is healthy. And I know he hasn't gotten a lot of innings out of him lately, Um But if these starters aren't going deep in the games, you're putting more stress on a bullpen that's already not great. So it's definitely going to hurt the Angels, who already are virtually eliminated from playoffs. So if you're listening at home, go ahead and guess what you think the odds are that the Angels make the playoffs. Now, I'm saying this on Sunday after the Angels lost to the Mets. Fangraphs has projected these odds. If you guessed zero, you're pretty close. It was 0.1%. One in a thousand. That is the odds of the Angels turning this around and making the playoffs. There are 30-ish games left this season, and they are down 10.5 games from the wild card. And it's no easier to come back and win the division. The Mariners are currently standing atop the division, but the Angels are 11 games back. And it's anybody's division, really, as far as the Mariners, the Rangers, and the Astros. Uh, Both the Mariners and the Rangers are 73 and 56, and the Astros are only a half a game behind. So it's an exciting division. Um, 
You've got three teams pretty much tied for the division with 30 games to play. You've got Shohei Otani on another team. And then you have the Athletics. I love the Athletics. I do not have much faith in Athletics management. But that is a conversation for another day and another podcast. This is Otani Talk. So, how was the week for Shohei? Well, let's look at the numbers as a whole. So, it's easy to get caught up in the fact that Shohei had a UCL tear. And it's easy to get caught up in the fact that a week goes by and Shohei has only one home run to show for it. But if you did think that, you would be wrong. Shohei actually had a tremendous week. So if you're looking at Monday to Sunday, which I like to look at because I put these out on Monday. So when you hear me talk, that's the week we're looking at. Monday through Sunday, Shohei batched 357. He has an on-base percentage of 550 because he walked 30% of the time. That's pretty incredible. And he slugs... 0.929. His OPS for this week, 1.479. And it's obvious that one homer, one triple, and three doubles is driving that. Also, only three strikeouts and 20 plate appearances. Very good for Shohei. And two stolen bases. So, even though he had the crushing blow of the UCL tear, a very good week for Shohei. I don't think Shohei's going to get the award for player of the week just because Adam Duvall had four home runs this week for the Red Sox. But still a great week for Shohei Otani, and you hope that he just stays positive and does his best to finish out this season. And if you look at the month of August for Shohei Otani, it was fine. Five home runs, 11 RBIs, seven stolen bases. You know, he batted 321, which is really impressive and good. But ultimately, that's not what's going to win you your third player of the month in a row, especially when you have Julio Rodriguez, who had five homers, 25 RBIs, and batted 406. You also have Bobby Witt Jr. with eight homers in the month of August. So I don't think Shohei's going to bring home a third consecutive player of the month award. But I think it is important to acknowledge that while Shohei didn't quite hit as many home runs as we're used to seeing him hit this season, he was still contributing a lot by having a high average, getting on base, and hitting the occasional home run. Okay, so we talked about player of the week, we talked about player of the month. Don't see Shohei winning either, even though he did play very well. Let's look back at the big picture, the 2023 season. We want to see Shohei do two things. Number one, we want to see him be the AL MVP. And number two, we want to see Shohei lead Major League Baseball in home runs. Now, when it comes to home runs, this is what it looks like. Shohei Otani, 44 home runs. Matt Olson of the Atlanta Braves. 43 home runs, one behind Shohei. Pete Alonso of the Mets, 39 home runs. Kyle Schwarber, 35 for Philadelphia. Skip down a couple of names. Luis Robert Jr. of the Chicago White Sox with 34. 
So Shohei is still 10 homers above the next guy in the American League. So I think there's no doubt at this point of the season that even if Shohei just hits one or two homers a week like he kind of has lately, he's still going to hold on to the AL lead in home runs. But we want to see Shohei hit the major league lead in homers and outdo the National League as well. And currently he stands above, but only by one run. Matt Olson's been hot, but recently he has been not. It was not too long ago that those Braves of Matt Olson were playing the Angels. Olson was hitting several homers per game, even, against the Angels. And within the weekend after that, he was leading Major League Baseball in homers above Shohei. But Olson has just been cold as of late. Um, his last home run was on the 13th of August, and it has now been 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 games in a row without a homer for Matt Olson. So while Shohei has not been exactly crushing homers left and right, far from it, Olsen hasn't been hitting any. So it's allowed Shohei to stay on top of that, even if by one run. It keeps Shohei in the conversation, but you got to think that if Shohei is going to win the Major League homer title, he's got to get hot here in September. Uh, 30 games-ish left for these teams. It could go either way. Even Pete Alonso could sneak into the conversation as he's just behind Matt Olson. But you really want to see Shohei do it because his pitching is done for the season. Batting's all he's got at this point. He's cooled off enough that we no longer expect him to maybe try to beat Aaron Judge's record for AL homers in one season. But we still think that Shohei can be the best in home runs in a given season. And this is his opportunity to do that. Because sure, it's great to set a historical record. You know, most home runs in a season. That's great. But every season is different. Every season has its own challenges. It has its own trends. Some seasons, pitching is better. Some seasons, everybody's hitting hot. If you can be the best guy in any given season, that means that given the conditions of that season, whether it's pitchers being hot or not, you were the guy that made the most of it and hit the most homers. And Shohei has the opportunity to do that. And when you have this big question mark of can he continue as a two-way player with the injuries and the fatigue, to be able to hit the most homers is a must if you want to solidify yourself as one of the greats in baseball. Not just this season, but of all time. And you know Shohei is special enough that he could be one of the great players of all time. But he's got to prove himself. And I think hitting the most homers is a very good accolade to do this season, given that you're no longer on the mound. So we talked about homers. We also got to talk about the American League, talk about MVP conversations. So I like to talk about the National League as well, just because Shohei is usually good enough to show up the National League. You know, why make it an AL conversation when you can make it a best in baseball conversation? But today, we're just going to look at the American League because we're talking about the American League MVP conversation. 
So, if we go over to Covers.com and get our odds for the American League Most Valuable Player Award, Shohei Otani is atop of the odds table. And if you want to take a guess, what are the odds here for Shohei? Minus 30,000. Do you know what that means? That means you could bet $30,000 on Shohei to win the MVP award, and you would win $100. You win $100 per 30000 that you bet. Pretty crazy that he is that far ahead of the, the rest of the players. Um, Kyle Tucker is actually in second. The Houston outfielder has plus 10,000. Um, Corey Seager also plus 10,000. Randy Rosarena plus 15,000. Marcus Semyon plus 15,000. Now these odds were as of the 22nd. The odds really haven't shifted much because Shohei is just, uh, he's that far ahead. I mean, He's basically walking the ball into the end zone here to use a football analogy. He's already hit the homer. He's just got to round the bases, so to speak, to put it in baseball terms. He continues to hit great, you know, as far as average goes. He's cooled down on homers, but all he's got to do is sort of show up, and he's going to have an MVP award at the end of the season which is really great to see when it comes down to wins above replacement. He's got a 6.6 wins above replacement for his offense. Next is Luis Robert Jr. with a 4.9 amongst hitters. That means Shohei's value is 34% greater than the next best batter in the American League. All right. And if you look over at pitching, the best is 4.5, Kevin Gossman, Toronto. So Shohei is 34% better than the next best batter. And that's before we even take into account Shohei's uh, pitching wins above replacement, 2.3, which puts him at the 15th best pitcher in the American League. So he's a top 15 pitcher, and he's 34% better than the next best hitter. It's really no contest, guys. He's just the best in the American League right now. So if we take that 2.3, the 2.3 is the wins above replacement metric for his pitching, and we add in the wins above replacement for his hitting, you will get 8.9. 8.9 is his wins above replacement, 128 games into the season. Now, He's not going to pitch any more games, so we're not going to see a shift in that 2.3 for pitching. But we might see the wins above replacement for his batting continue to grow as the season goes on. So what do we think it's going to be at the end of the season? Well, you take that 6.6, divide it by 128 games, multiply it by the full 162-game season you can expect him to have an offensive wins above replacement of 9.3. Plus, he's earned a pitching wins above replacement of 2.3. You've got a 11.6, 11.7 expected wins above replacement for the season. That's pretty much equal 
to Aaron Judge's 11.6 wins above replacement for last year's uh, home run record-setting campaign for the Yankees. So if you put that in perspective, guys, Shohei's season this year is so good that if he keeps it up, it could be as good as Aaron Judge last season for the Yankees. And I know apples and oranges, Shohei's a two-way guy. He gets two wins above replacements versus Aaron Judge, who did it just on the mound. Both are impressive in their own right. We don't have to compare them, but I think it's worth comparing because Shohei deserves the credit. All right, guys. So after all that, I'm going to let you go. But first, let's just talk about the week ahead, okay? Similar to every week, three games, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, in Philadelphia against the Phillies, a day off on Thursday, and then back to the West Coast. The road trip's not over, but at least they'll be back on the West Coast time zone to face the Oakland Athletics for a three-game series Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now, the Phillies are pretty hot. They've won 7 out of 10, and they have a 72-58 and 58 record, which puts them second in the NL East. So certainly they're not a team to scoff at. They're playing good baseball, and they're winning a lot of games. Let's talk about how Shohei might do against this Phillies team. All right, so the Phillies and the Angels, of course, do not play each other very often. In fact, Shohei's only got three games against the Phillies. They came during 2022, a three-game series against the Phillies. Shohei batted 200, no homers. He had a single, a double. He had three walks, four strikeouts, and 10 at-bats. So not a great series. He even got caught stealing. So we don't have to look too far into those numbers. Let's look more at Shohei's splits against the pitchers that he might face. So game one, Christopher Sanchez takes the mound for the Phillies. He's got a 3.33 ERA, 1.0 whip. So he doesn't allow a lot of runs. He doesn't allow a lot of people on base. On average, just one base runner per inning. Shohei fought him once. He went 0 for 1. So, so far, not a big enough sample size to say anything. But I will say the stat to look at is Shohei's splits versus righties versus lefties. Against righties, Shohei is batting 324 with 33 home runs. But versus lefties, Shohei is batting 260 with 11 home runs. So three times the homers and a a lot better batting average when he's going against those righties. He's also got a better on-base percentage. He's got more walks, less strikeouts. Now, facing righty versus lefty, I think that's the majority of the the conversation to look at here. But one thing I think is very interesting is that Shohei is actually batting better away when it comes to average, when it comes to RBIs. All right. He's getting more singles. And as a result, he's hitting in more batters. He's batting 330 away. He's batting 280 at home. Now I know 280 is very good, especially from a power hitter. But 330, that's really good on the road. And what I think is very interesting is if you look at Shohei's 
away batting average versus left-handed pitchers versus his home batting average against left-handed pitchers. Shohei's batting 310 against lefties on the road. He's batting 215 at home versus lefties. So this is the crazy thing to me. At home against righties, he bats 308. On the road against righties, he bats 339. Away versus lefties, he's batting 310. The only place he's struggling is at home versus lefties. That 215 batting average in 65 at bats, that's what drops his uh, average against lefties to 260 compared to his average against righties of 324. But what will he do against Christopher Sanchez? The only way to know is to tune in. You can look at the numbers and say he plays well on the road. He plays well against lefties on the road. But at the end of the day, he's 0 for 1 against Sanchez. I'll believe that it's a good matchup when I see a bigger sample size and when I see Shohei dominating from the plate. All right, guys, you have to excuse me. That's actually Wednesday's game is against Sanchez. The series opens against Taiwan Walker on Monday. And the fun stat about Taiwan Walker and Shohei Otani is that similar to Shohei and Christopher Sanchez, Shohei only has one at-bat against Taiwan Walker. And the outcome of that at-bat was a home run. So Shohei's batting average is one. His on-base percentage against Walker, one. His slugging percentage, four. And his OPS, five. All right, I know. It's fun to say that. He also had a walk. So in two plate appearances, a home run and a walk. But let's take a look at the splits. Walker is a righty. Shohei does great against righties. The game is on the road. Shohei does great on the road. He's got a homer against him in his one at-bat. He's got a walk in his other plate appearance against Walker. Look for Shohei to have an excellent game Monday against the Phillies against Taiwan Walker. And the second game in the series, the last that we'll discuss on the podcast today, Michael Lorenzen on the mound for Philadelphia. And I think this is a very interesting one because Michael Lorenzen was an angel just last season. He goes to the Tigers in the offseason. He gets traded to the Phillies midseason. And we actually just got to see the Angels play against Lorenzen. And we got to see Shohei go against Michael Lorenzen. So it's funny that we're getting to see him twice in the same season, but against different teams from the Angels' perspective. So Michael Lorenzen took the mound for the Tigers against the Angels. How did Shohei do? 0 for 3. One strikeout. But one of those outs was a productive out and got an RBI for the Angels. He's a righty. They're on the road. Anything can happen. But so far, Shohei does not have Lorenzen's number. And Lorenzen, the former teammate, has gotten the better of Shohei. But don't forget, the Angels swept the Tigers in that series, including the game that Lorenzen pitched. Who's to say they can't get a win against the Phillies? And then you have three games against the A's in Oakland to end the season. I'm not going to go into each of these games just because we're already pretty far into this podcast. And it's far enough out that it's hard to say who's going to be pitching for each side. But I will say Shohei has been very good against the A's and especially these last two seasons. So 2022, he batted 324 with six homers against the A's in 18 games 
This season, he's batting 333 with two homers against the A's in seven games. So let's look for him to stay hot against the A's. I know that they had a historically bad start to the season, but the A's haven't been as bad the second half of the season. So don't expect them to run away with those games. The Angels aren't that great of a team right now either. All right. So again, they may be virtually eliminated from the playoffs, but that doesn't mean we can't watch the Angels, watch Shohei Otani, and root on Shohei Otani as he has this historical season at the plate, which he's still going to continue despite having a UCL tear. So it's a shame we won't see him on the mound. But you'd be wrong if you think that means we're not going to tune in and watch this guy at the plate. All right, guys. Have a great week ahead. Always appreciate you tuning in to Otani Talk. Please give us a follow on Instagram at Otani Talk. And we will catch you next Monday.